Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hi again. The subject today is, is Jesus' return imminent? You know, every God-fearing person I know is appalled by the horrific slaughter going on in Israel and Palestine, in the Gaza area. And it's shocking to see the aftermath of hateful human butchery and to hear the approval and support for barbarism. And it just doesn't seem to end, does it? In times like this, the question many Christians ask is, is this the start of the end? Surely Jesus must come back soon, for he alone can end this madness. Well, as always, the best place to start in trying to answer questions like this is to read what Jesus himself said. And in this case, it's in Matthew chapter 24. In short, Jesus answered two questions rolled up in one. The questions were, when will the temple be destroyed? And two, when will the signs of the second coming of the age be? They, Jesus had pointed his disciples to the stones of the great temple and said, you know, the time is coming when not one stone will be laid upon the other. So the question they posed him was this. So when will it be destroyed, Lord? And two, what will the signs of your coming and of the end of the age be? And the Lord's answer to the second question, which is the part that we're looking at now, is found in verses 4 to 14 and 23 to 33 and 36 to 51 of Matthew 24. Now I've put them all together so they read as one narrative for you or easier to follow what's happening. This is what Jesus said. He answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over and persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. See, I've told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is out in the desert, do not go out. Or, here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east and is visible even in the west, so will it be the coming of the Son of Man. You know, wherever a carcass is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky 
and the heavenly bodies will be shaken, and at that time the sun, sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that the summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the fields, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, and one will be taken, and the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the Master has put in charge of the servants of his household to give them their food at proper time? It will be good for that servant whose Master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth. He will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, Ha! Huh, my master is staying away for a long time. And then he begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. Well, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, at an hour when he is not aware of it. And he will cut him to pieces and assign him to a place with the hypocrites. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, here are the, the phrases from this whole passage that answer the question of, when of the Lord's second coming? When is Jesus coming again? Well, one, no one knows. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Two, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, mar marrying, and giving in marriage. Up to the day, Noah entered the earth. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. And that is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. 3. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know what day your Lord will come. The Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. Well, it's pretty clear, huh? It actually, it's quite clear that we can never know when Jesus will come again. So anyone who predicts this great event is immediately disqualified just by trying to predict it. Regarding the troubling times we live in, Paul wrote something that indicates that we should not be expecting Jesus' return anytime soon because he wrote, Now brothers, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for 
You know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not come. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 through 3. So, a time when people are saying peace and safety, Jesus will not return during a period of declared peace and safety. We are currently living in times of widespread danger and conflict. When people start saying, everything's peaceful, we've got the whole world controlled, we are all one kumbaya, then look out for the coming of the Son of Man. So, perhaps it's better to consider what Jesus said about the signs that will indicate that his coming is imminent, and we can check those out. Yeah, well, I'm going to present them exactly in the order that they appear in Matthew 24, because this gives a sense of the escalation of history moving towards its dramatic climax. There are 12 of them. One, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, many false Christs. That's a sign of the end. Two, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Yep, we sure are. But see to that you are not alone. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Three, nations will rise against nation and kingdoms against kingdoms. Are we not seeing that? Yes. Four, there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Well, all these are the beginning of birth pains. Yeah, we've seen those. Five, you'll be handed over and persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. I live in South Africa, and we're not really conscious yet of too much persecution of Christians. But, you know, just north of our borders, up in northern Mozambique, churches are being burnt. Christians are being executed for the sake of their faith. It's it's happening in increasing measure. The persecution is coming. Six. And now at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. That's called the great apostasy, the great falling away from the Christian faith. And in many senses, we've been seeing this one growing in the world today. Seven, many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. I think we're living right now in an age when there is this plethora of false prophets rising up and prophesying everything from who's going to be the next American president, to the price of wheat next month, to whatever. Eight, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Yep. Nine, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Ten, now immediately after the distress of those days, here are the the final signs. When we see these, we must know it's at the door. He said, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Well, we haven't seen that yet. 11. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. And we haven't seen that yet. And 12. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. And then, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door.
So the first nine signs have been happening regularly over the last 2,000 years. In cycles, you know, they've become closer together and more intense with every iteration. And we've seen that happening. Even in our generation, these things are coming fast and furious and more and more intense. And the change from things that happen repeatedly like that to terminal events is signaled with the words, and then the end will come. And the three signs that Jesus then listed have not yet occurred. We do not even have any real conception of what these will entail. And I can't really even conceive of what massive solar disruption will look like. Okay, we've seen the sci-fi movies, etc., but have no real idea of it. And the sign of the Son of the Man, what is, what is that? What, what is Jesus' sign appearing in the sky? And then his actual coming again in great glory. I mean, that's inconceivable and wonderful thing, but we don't really know much about it. But what we do know is that these great signs will immediately precede the end of the age because Jesus said, when you see all these things, you will know that the end is near right at the door. So therefore, until we see these signs, these last three signs, we cannot say that the end is imminent. We can see the repeating cycles of history that Jesus spoke of are coming upon us often and with increasing intensity. Yes, that we see. We can read the signs of the times and it disturbs us greatly, doesn't it? But what should we do at this time? Well, what we must do and not do is to become conveyors of false and fear-inducing rumors and speculations. That's something we mustn't do in these times. Far too much false news has been passed on. It creates too much fear, too much disturbance. We mustn't become the conveyors of untested theories and things like that. Some folk have the misguided belief that by passing on alarmist and usually inaccurate and misleading information is somehow doing something positive. Well, it's not. Instead, we should be doing just what the Lord Jesus said we should do. He said, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. And then he said, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the Master has put in charge of the servants of his household? And he qualified, he said, to give them their food at the proper time. And he said it will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he comes. We must keep on doing what Jesus has always told us to do. Be truthful, honest, faithful. Help each other. Have faith. Look forward to the coming of Jesus. Say even so, come Lord Jesus. Be filled and fill others with a sense of purpose in these dire times and a sense of expectation of the joyful culmination of it all. To be ready is to be in right relationship with God and each other. To be a faithful Jesus follower is to serve those in our circle of influence with the real food they need. Love, hope, faith, encouragement, and the gospel of eternal life in Christ Jesus. God be with you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth is